All right, this morning uh, we'll be in a few places in the Bible, starting at Genesis 1. I promise we're not going to start at 1 1 and read the whole thing, but we are going to start at 1 1. Uh, before I forget, if you're a member of Valley Hope, we do have a congregational meeting today as soon as the second service is over, probably about 12.15, so hopefully you're going to participate either, usually you have to be present uh, physically in the meeting to vote. Um, because of the pandemic, there's some allowance made, you can participate via Zoom to vote if you're going to do that. But hopefully you're planning on participating one way or another, so don't forget that. All right, Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning the first day. And we're going to flip to Acts chapter 19, verses 1 through 7. And it happened that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul passed through the inland country and came to Ephesus. There he found some disciples, and he said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they said, No, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. And he said, into what then were you baptized? They said, into John's baptism. And Paul said, John baptized with the baptism of repentance, telling the people to believe in the one who is to come after him, that is Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. When Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they began speaking in tongues and prophesying. There are about 12 men in all. Now, our last reading is from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 1, verse 4. John appeared, baptizing in the wilderness and proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And all the country of Judea and all Jerusalem were going out to him, were being baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair and wore a leather belt around his waist and ate locusts and wild honey. And he preached, saying, After me comes he who is mightier than I, the strap of whose sandal I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In those days John came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. When he came up out of the water, immediately he saw the heavens being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my beloved Son. With you I am well pleased. Let me pray. Lord God, we thank you for this word. We thank you that your scriptures have life and power, that they split us open and that they are our great healing. And God, we trust this because they come from you. We ask that our hearts would be open before you, that our ears would be open, that we would hear and receive your word, and we would respond with love. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I want to uh, invite 
any, any child to come up here, any and all of them, just right over here, not too far. Anybody? You can do it. I won't bite. Hope, come here. Come on. Remove this slowly. Anybody else? All right. Okay, come here. Come over here. Come over here. Come over here. You want to see? Can you see here? You can use this step. Hope, you want to use this step? Okay. Tell these people, because they can't see. What's in here? Dirty water. Hey, just <laughs> water. What is it? Water. 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 Do you agree? Yes. Water. Yes. Water. water. Okay. Water? Yes. Is it water? Yes. Okay. It is dirty water. I will admit that. Okay, touch it. What does it feel like? Um, cold. Wet. Wet. Okay. Anybody else? Cold. Okay, cold. Is it, uh, did it like sting your hands or did it make your hands tingle? Nothing. Pretty standard water. Okay. Yeah, I agree. All right. That's it. Thank you for your help. That's very helpful. Today is the feast of the baptism of the Lord. If you didn't pick that up from the readings today, the baptism of Jesus is where the lectionary takes us. We are in what's called the season of Epiphany. On uh, January 6th, uh, we remember the visit of the Magi to Jesus' uh, home when they were bringing their gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And Epiphany means revelation. Epiphany, the symbol of Epiphany is the star. And what, we're, what we remember is that God sheds his light on both Jew and Gentile, but especially the Gentiles, God is bringing them into the story of Israel. When we see these foreigners come to the manger, not the manger really, to the house and to meet Jesus with Mary. And this season is about the revelation of who Jesus is for all people. And today, in that season, we talk about the baptism of the Lord, the baptism of Jesus and we're going to talk about these baptismal waters. Now, I've just had independent witnesses verify that these waters are, in fact, just regular water. Maybe, in fact, dirty water, as my daughter said. This is just water sitting here in our baptismal font. There's nothing particularly extraordinary about them. And yet, what the scriptures will say is that the waters of baptism have something intrinsically powerful about them because of what we look to today. What happens to you as a Christian is tied up of what we look at today because of what happens to Jesus. 
And what happens to Jesus then brings us into and connects us to something bigger, larger than ourselves. The lectionary actually clues us into the power of this with our first reading in the book of Genesis by opening with the creation of all things. The language of Genesis 1, 1, and 2 is of this dark chaos. Uh, it's, it's, not, it's hard to even imagine nothingness. The language actually isn't emphasizing nothingness as much as the chaos. It is the darkness that's swirling about. And somehow the, the imagery of waters is also there. This, remember, the people of Israel view water and the sea as this powerful force for evil that's uncontrollable and unpredictable. And so the imagery that the writer of Genesis is using is that everything in the universe was this roiling chaos of darkness. And yet there's this figure there hovering like a bird over the face of the deep. And before God speaks, you have this foreshadowing of what's about to happen because his spirit is there about to do something significant. And in the darkness, God speaks into existence light. Just with the force of his words, he makes something entirely new out of what was darkness and chaos and uncontrollable evil. And of course, the creation narrative runs on from there. When the Gospels talk about the baptism of Jesus, they will use similar language to point us forward to the reality, they say, that Jesus is doing something just as cataclysmic and significant as the creation of the whole universe. That in what Jesus is about to do, something is going to happen that was not at all there in the universe. He is going to speak into, by the force of his whole life, something into existence that was not there before. So the Gospels will use imagery to tell us that Jesus' story is not the birth of a, real, uh, of a mere person who is living as every other person has in humanity. And then he dies and he's special when we look upon his words. What they're saying is with his life entering into the scene, it is as if God has spoken into the darkness and chaos and brought out something entirely other than what was there before. The preacher who we attend to in Mark chapter 1 is John the baptizer. And he is calling the people of Israel to something they recognize. John is not the first person to baptize people. It's not like John was walking around and saying, hey, you should be baptized. And they were like, Bap, what? What are you saying? They knew what baptism was. They'd seen it before. They'd heard of it before. We have evidence of baptismal sort of troughs in settlements from before Jesus was born. They know what baptism is, and it's a rite of purification and repentance, and John is calling them to that. But, he says, when Jesus comes into the scene, when Jesus comes to the edge of the baptismal waters, John says there's one coming, this one, who will entirely change the nature of baptism so that you are not just baptized for purification, 
But somehow, you are baptized by the Spirit who hovered over the waters of chaos and darkness and who remade everything and created everything from nothing. That's why in Acts chapter 19 that we read, Paul is so insistent. The men in Ephesus, these 12 men, understand that being baptized in John's name, into John's baptism, is not really what they need. That is nice. It's a useful symbol. But when you're baptized into the name of Jesus, everything changes entirely. That, my friends, Paul says, is what you need. And you can see the immediate sign that something significant happens in Acts chapter 19 because they are filled with the Holy Spirit and they speak in tongues and prophesy something that they were not doing beforehand. The Spirit of God rushes in and immediately brings something new and fresh and dynamic and powerful into their lives. The baptism of Jesus is significant. It is cataclysmic in history. It is entirely extraordinary. It changes everything for all of those who follow him in to the the baptismal waters. It is the moment when we see the unity of the triune God rushing into the darkness of the world. Did you notice who was present in Mark chapter 1? The Son is baptized, the Spirit descends, the voice of the Father comes from heaven. It is a moment when the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, rush into the story himself and proclaim the presence of God in the midst of humanity. Why is Jesus baptized? Why is he baptized? John says you should be baptized for repentance and forgiveness of sins. We believe Jesus had no sin to repent of. Why in the world is he being baptized? In fact, in Matthew's gospel, this is pretty much the question that comes out of John's mouth. Why in the world am I baptizing you? You should be baptizing me. And Jesus speaks that he has to fulfill Something that needs to be done. The fulfillment of all things for his people that come afterwards. And what you need to see when Jesus comes into the waters is not just himself, but you and me and all of his people. We do not believe that Jesus was just a person who heard good messages from God. We do not believe that Jesus never existed before the moment he was born from his mother's womb, from the moment he was conceived in his mother's womb. We believe that God the Son has existed from all of eternity past. And that in Genesis chapter 1, when God is speaking and the Spirit is hovering, the Father is speaking, the Spirit is hovering, and when it says that God said, the word that he speaks is the Son. And so Jesus is not 
coming onto the scene for the first time ever. He has existed for all of time. He has never had a beginning in and of himself. Like the Father and the Spirit, he has existed forever, and yet he becomes one of us. Not like us, because here's the other thing we don't believe. We don't believe that Jesus was like kind of like us. It's not what we believe. We don't believe that he, he was kind of sort of invisibly out there and then kind of shape-shifted into what looked like a person. We don't believe that he took a little bit of what you and I are and a little bit of what God is and sort of mashed it together and made some new blend. That is not what we believe. We believe he was all of who he always was, the Son of God, and all of what we are, a person, a human being, he picks up all of our humanity, not some of it, but all of it. And so when Jesus goes into the waters of baptism, he carries with him everything that you and I are. Because what Jesus wants to do is an act so big and so universal and so powerful, the only right image you have in your head is Genesis 1. It is that massive what he is doing because he is bringing my humanity, my humanity in to the Godhead. He is bringing with, with him me, carrying me up into where God is. And so when the Spirit descends and the voice of the Father says, I am well pleased, it is speaking to my humanity that all of those things are happening. So the baptism of Jesus is the incredible moment where you and I are carried into the waters and we are united into the story of Jesus himself. So that later, Paul will write in the book of Romans, when you die, it's his death that's already been died on your behalf for you. And when Jesus is resurrected, it's your resurrection that happens then and will happen again. Baptism brings you in to all of those things, ties you up into the story of Jesus, and acts as a bridge from here to the very center of God's being. The baptism of Jesus is not some strange note in his story. It is a creation story. And it is this one is the second Adam, the last Adam, the beginning of a new kind of humanity that finds union with God himself. It is surprising and shocking and disorienting in the magnitude of its power. And yet, let's think about what is in this bowl. It's just, kids, it's just water, right? Just want to confirm. It is just water. It's plain and ordinary. And the water that Jesus waded into in the Jordan River, dirty old river water too. How can something so ordinary be a place where the divine meets the human. And that is the power of what God does in the world. He takes ordinary and plain and brings his own supernatural presence there. Gregory Nazianzen, 
a theologian from the fourth century. He says, when Jesus walks into the waters, he sanctifies the waters for his people for all time. So that the water of our own baptism is the water that swirled around his own legs and dripped off his own head. Jesus takes what is ordinary and does something extraordinary by bringing the presence of God. We are baptismal people. I am not special. Yes, everybody's special. Everybody has unique. Okay, everybody's special, which means that nobody's special. I am not special, okay? I am ordinary and plain. And God loves to get in the water with people like me and do something that is about him and not me. So if you are saying here today, I'm not very special. I actually have a lot of sins to repent of. I'm not very holy. I don't know why God would ever choose me. You are the perfect candidate to be in the water with Jesus. He loves plain old, dirty, cold, uncomfortable, non-special water to be baptized in. And he loves plain old, fallible, messed up, simple people like you and me. And you and I are the kinds of people that Jesus takes up by the scruff of our neck and drags us into the very heart of the life of the triune God. That is the shocking proclamation of Jesus' baptism is that the Spirit of God now lives inside you and me and the voice of the Father that has eternally said, this is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased, now speaks to you, son or daughter, and says, this is my beloved child in whom I am well pleased. This is the very mystery and the simplicity and the majesty of what Jesus' baptism does for you you and I, we get all of it. Sons and heirs made out of slaves and commoners. This is what the baptism of Jesus wins for you and I. If you are here today and you know that you have been weighed down by your ordinariness, your ordinary life, your flawed and your frailed life, And you know that you have lived in your own strength, your own sense of identity, out of the old humanity that existed before. If you know that, and you know that you want to be filled to overflowing with the infinite life of God, that is before you today. This baptismal font is not here because we don't have anywhere else to put it. There are closets that we could put it. We put it here so that when you and I come in to worship, we see and reminded that we can wear Jesus' name on our forehead and have his life in our life. So if you have been weighed down by sin and by sorrow and by grief and the ordinariness of your own life, Turn today to Jesus and let him take you up and take you in. If you have come today and you know that you have been wrecked by sin, secret sin that you know about, 
and you hope no one ever sees. And you have lived under the weight of that shame for so long. And you come here, you, you may be a church person, you may come all the time, and you hope nobody ever knows the things that you have been hiding. Let me tell you the truth this morning. God knows. He sees you. You cannot hide anything from him. He's always known. And instead of being that a word of terror, it is for us a word of relief. He's always known and you are the kind of person with that secret sin that he has dragged down into the waters with him. He doesn't want you to live under the burden of your shame anymore. He wants to drag that down into the waters and bring out new life for you. If you've been tired and weary and ashamed this morning, take heart. God has done all that is necessary to deliver you and give to you his own spirit. Let me pray for us. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the good news. We thank you for the, the good news that's given to us and, and shown to us in your baptism and the baptism that you give to us. God, I pray this morning that we would remember our baptism with fondness and take heart. We would have hope in what you have done and won for us. God, I pray that all of those who are here who have toiled and, and trialed under the weight of sin would, would embrace all that you do for us, apply to us by your Holy Spirit, won for us by the Son, given, sent by the Father. God, I pray that people who have never trusted in you would come and find their hope and, and trust in you, that people who have grown weary ever since trusting you would be reinvigorated and refilled again and again by your never-ceasing, infinite, life-giving Holy Spirit. God, make us a people who are united together in our experience, not just in our ideas, but in our experience of your good grace.